Hello, everybody. Welcome to the TD Green Podcast. I'm Kevin Sylvester, and we've got the radio crew together. Brian Koziel, Jeff Medis. We're actually recording this podcast from the Craig Harmon Room at Oak Hill Country Club, where uh, we just completed a round, uh, preview round of the 2019 PGA Senior Championship that'll be here at Oak Hill. And of course, in 2023, it'll be the PGA Championship at Oak Hill. And Jeff, uh, special place to play golf. It was awesome to get an opportunity to play here. Yeah, it's it's always exciting when you get a chance to come out to Oak Hill. That's something you jump at. You know, when they called to say, hey, you guys want to play? I, that's the first thing I'll say is yes, you know. Say no a lot of times, but this was great. Um, the rough, I don't know how these members play it every day. Um, but a neat, neat place to play. A lot of history as you walk these halls and these golf courses and uh, just even the shots you hit into the holes. You can remember the best players in the world hitting shots into these holes and, and compare yourself. To it. It's just a great day, a lot, a lot of fun. Yeah, and Brian, uh, we've gotten a chance to play it uh, a few times, and uh, I'm willing to play it some more too. <laughs> yeah, I'll be willing to do that again. Yeah, I mean, today with the weather being what it was, it was. I feel like it was the hardest of the times that I've played it, but – um, just to piggyback on what Jeff said, like, you know, walking up to the green and I'm picturing myself here in 13 when the PGA was here. And I'm like, oh, I remember, you know, such and such a player hitting a shot up to that level or what. And, you know, when we'll see an event when you watch it on TV. And, you know, you guys know when you when you play a course and then you see it on TV, like you, you have that new appreciation for it. And, you know, this place with with the memories and the the history you know, being in this clubhouse, being in, even in this room right now, like you feel like you're in a really special spot. We did a good job of avoiding the pro shop uh, because we would have spent a ton of money in there. <laughs> and I uh, just want to say this, Brian and I are available to anybody. Uh, if you can't find a partner next year for the Invitational, uh, we'll be there. But sure. listen, uh, we are doing this also the day after uh, the Ryder Cup completed where Europe uh, won the Ryder Cup back from Team USA and did it in a blowout fashion point-wise. Although there was a time on the course on Sunday in single matches where, okay, you figure out USA had a chance to come back and retain the Ryder Cup. We can sit here and uh, rehash what went wrong in, in, in the combinations, and clearly there was something off uh, for Team USA. Although I'll just I, – I, I, we'll get a quick comment from each of you guys, but I'll just say this. Europe played great and made the putts, and USA didn't, Jeff. Doesn't it feel like uh, Europe always makes the putts? Um, I feel like they play great. I feel like they play a slightly more inspired brand of golf than we do. I know it's important for our players. I know it's important to make the team. Uh, I, I felt after things went sideways a little bit, someone needed to get going. We didn't have anybody. Uh, you know, the last day we had Finau, uh, Tony Finau playing great. But other than that, until then, no one was fist pumping. No one was getting the team riled up. I felt we needed a spark. You know, golf's not typically that type of game. You know, you look at a, at a team from Europe, I mean, there's how many different countries represented, how many different cultures represented. They bond together as a team. They get very excited. We all know the story there. But, you know, I felt like we needed one person to take the lead, one of the veterans to take charge and fire somebody up. And I felt like there was just a lack of emotion. They almost seemed burned out. They almost seemed tired. Uh, maybe after the tour championship and the hard golf season they had traveling the year. I don't know what it is, but uh, it, it didn't look inspired. And, and I, I felt bad. You know, I know they're trying, but it did not look like they had a lot of fire or a lot of energy to compete. I, I don't know how fair it is to judge to say that, you know, these European players l love it more. Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. Um, Justin Thomas, who played in his first Ryder Cup, I thought did everything he possibly could. I thought over the course of the three days he was the United States' best player. But, you know, you sit there and, and think, what are the reasons why they played so poorly? You know, maybe more of the United States team – 
did participate in the week beforehand. More of the European team was off. Europe's playing on a course that the team combined, their 12 members, they played 600 rounds at. Only three U.S. players ever even played on that course. So I think there was some confidence going in that maybe Europe had. And let's face it now, it's going to go now more than a quarter of a century where uh, the U.S. just cannot win in Europe. I think, too, you got to think about a piece. But these European players play in the U.S. A lot of them live in the U.S. Playing on a, U- a U.S. course, like, they do it all the time. The reverse, there's a handful of these guys on the U.S. team that never play in Europe, that never play in these conditions. Europe set up the course perfect for them, too. They made it narrow. They made the rough penalizing. And the U.S. players, that long bomb it out game, you know, bomb it and chunk it out, like it didn't work at all. You know, so, uh, you know, we can keep going about what happened, what match there in this, you know, Tiger and Phil uh, not leading the way there, Tiger going 0-4 and and, uh, with 21 losses, and Phil, uh, you know, what just a a horrible way for it to end uh, for him. But let's move forward here. Let's, Let's spend some time in like, all right, so, what does Team USA need to do, or do they need to do anything, Jeff? I mean, do, do we, is there a need to press the panic button here? I don't think there's a need to press the panic button. I feel like the American team was just as talented, if not more so. I think they were the favorites going into the van on the betting line. I think once they get back to their home venue, you know, the American crowd pumping them up, they, you get that motivation. You know how it is when, when a crowd is behind you. It, it, fo- it sharpens your focus. I, I'm not worried about the team. Once these things go sideways, we've all played golf. Once it goes sideways, you know, we, I've coached college golf, team golf a lot. Um, it, it, there is a team connection there and we all feel the same things as a team i think once they get back to the states once they get to a a, a, an event you know in their home country people cheering for every good shot it's hard when you hit a good shot and they boo you or don't cheer it's very there's a smattering of applause hard to get momentum hard to get the your your mojo going you know I, i wouldn't push the panic button i think it was an excellent team they had a bad week Maybe I change, you know, maybe this, the travel has something to do with it. There might be some things to look at there. You know, Mr. Furick is a fine a gentleman as he is. He didn't strike me as a, uh, a dynamic uh, leader of men out there when he was, you know, you'd see him pat people on the back, but there was, no, there was nothing to get guys going. There didn't seem like that some of the, some of the pairings I, there were some questions with, I guess. That's easy to say afterwards, right? But, uh, but I wouldn't push the panic bucket panic button by any means at this point I think they're in, they're in good shape and I think it's a tremendously talented team and they're gonna be tremendously motivated next time well you look at what happened after these the last two losses this year and in 2014 2014 you had Mickelson really coming out after the captain Tom Watson and then that's kind of where the task force sort of thing came all about this year we're hearing a lot of scuttlebutt about Patrick Reed and some of the things that he's upset about that Furyk didn't put him with Spieth and is Spieth and Reed are they headbutting um, you know, no one seems that they think, at least the images, that pairing people with Bubba is tough, pairing people with Reed is tough, maybe even pairing people with Tiger is tough. Um, Europe, you don't seem to have that at all. They seem to embrace that whoever I'm with, and if I'm going to sit, well, I'm going to be the biggest cheerleader in the crowd. I don't think that we have that buy-in as much with the U.S. team. Is it fixable? I think it's pretty fixable. I mean, it's just, are you going to buy into the team mentality? And my bet, to, if we look forward if this event we know is coming up in Whistling Straits, my bet is that Steve Stricker might get named the captain with it being in Wisconsin. We know Stricker's got a really strong relationship with Tiger. Tiger's got a ton of influence with these younger guys like Spieth and Thomas and Fowler. 
And I think they'll figure it out because I think Stricker and Woods are smart guys, whether Tiger's playing or not. I think they'll figure it out. But they got to buy into the team mentality. I think if you've got Thomas and Spieth and Fowler leading the way, I mean, who's the biggest team player of all out there on the PJ Tour, Kev? Who do you see all the time? It's Fowler. He's out there cheering on guys. I think if they kind of buy into that mentality like Europe does, I think it'll fix itself because, as Jeff said, there's clearly enough talent for them to win. Yeah, I, I think, um, you know, a couple things leading up to this Ryder Cup, there was a lot of um, – controversy if you will on picking Phil Mickelson all right and I didn't think it was that controversial of a pick because I thought it was a slam dunk it's his last last Ryder Cup as a player um, unless he pulls something miraculously here when he's 50 uh, to play at Whistling Straits but I felt like you know he had a good year uh, he faded towards the end but some of that might be fatigue he was 48 years old um, but I, I felt like yeah Phil Mickelson needed to be on that team and I don't think he was uh, maybe didn't even feel like a big part of the team playing one one match in, out of the first four and then going out there and signals and, and he gets draw draws Molinari right the, yeah. the hottest golfer in the world so I, I think uh, you know that uh, didn't you know have a lot of energy if you will to it Tiger uh, and, and Reed I thought was an interesting combination um, I, I was surprised he didn't keep Reed and Spieth together because I think Justin Thomas will play well with anybody. Right. I think Spieth would too, frankly. Um, but why you broke that duo up, um, I, I thought that was kind of uh, interesting. And, you know, yeah, pairing up with Bub, Bubba's a different kind of player. He's a different kind of guy. DeShambles a different kind of player, different kind of guy. Uh, and I thought Sergio Garcia made an interesting comment and his poster interview, which, by the way, he's the most he's won the most points ever for a European player. Pretty incredible for Sergio. And there's a lot of talk like Sergio shouldn't be on the team, but the guy is Mr. Ryder Cup, uh, if you will, surpassing Nick Faldo. Um, but he made a comment that, like, you know, well, Europe, we can all we have so many different combinations we can use. And I don't think that's the case for America. I don't. I I, I think you know the chemistry, right? And even that pod system, like-minded guys, like style of play. I think Europeans are like, okay, I'm playing with you. I'm going to play your style. I, I don't think that. It happens in America. But we still got smoke. So we can parse out a shot here or there or a point here or there. The U.S. didn't rise to the occasion in this. And it seems it's a pattern. 25 years, I think that's what you said, Brian, since yeah. we've last won on European soil. So there's obviously a home court advantage. And I think the U.S. will have a home court advantage when it comes back here in two years. And I think players like Justin he, Justin Thomas played great. Jordan yes. Spieth, he didn't have his A game. Everybody. I, there were guys that played very well. Um how good did he play, I thought? Um, Let me jump in here, Jeff, because mm -hmm. you just said so-and-so didn't have their A game. How many guys had their A game going into the Ryder Cup? Tiger, because he yes. won the Tour Championship. Right, right. But Tiger Tiger looked uh, tired to me in Boston. He wins. Like, you got to think about the emotional, um, you know, uh, you know, to get fired up again for the Ryder Cup, I'm sure that's difficult after winning the Tour Championship. DeChambeau was, didn't have his A game going into it. He won the first two weeks, but then he kind of he fell off there. Um, Mickelson was struggling going in. Reed was struggling going in. Uh, you know, Justin Thomas, I don't want to say was struggling. He, was, he finished top five, you know, FedEx Cup. But some of these guys, they th their best moments were earlier in the golf season. They weren't towards the end there. Yeah, but let's look at – Garcia was Garcia might have his worst career career year missed the cut at all four majors and he got two wins Stenson hadn't played in a few weeks he played great uh, you know other than Justin Rose and Roy McIlroy didn't play great no. for Europe yeah I mean other than Justin Rose 
who on Europe's team has really been been you know really doing some great things? And you know you have to kind of kind of search. And, you know you you look at some of these other guys that pl- played good for them and. You know, Molinari and Fleetwood. They had rock solid years and they just followed it right through. They were the best pairing. They were the best two players in the tournament. And, you know, they clearly were a, a huge reason why Europe won. Yeah, they, they certainly were. Yes, Jeff. Well, yeah, my last comment, I guess, would be that, you know, I know um, Jim Furyk, he's a respected player. He's not a popular player with his peers. And, um, you know, if something goes sideways after the first round or you don't like a pairing, you can see guys being abrasive. But it shouldn't affect how you play once you get out on the golf course. You know, you're a competitor. You're out there. You're grinding your face off. You're trying to do the best. You're representing your country. So all those things to me are secondary. We, I think, you know, that we just went through the tour championship season, a long tour season, get on a plane, fly over to Europe. Everybody's cheering for the other team. It's a tough situation. It's always going to be a tough situation. Let's just hope it's that tough when they come over here to Whistling Straits. My, my last thought is it, the calendar change might solve itself. A lot of what we're talking about is who's, who came in hot, who came in cold, who's tired, who's fatigued, who's too old. Well, next year with the calendar, they're going to be finishing the tour schedule much earlier. So when we look forward to next Ryder Cups beyond that, there'll be breaks. There'll be more time for travel. There'll be more time to work on your game if you've been having you know, an off period. So I think maybe a lot of these things that we're talking about the new calendar, the, the PGA Tour calendar, might benefit Team USA. I think you're, I think you're right about that because they will have some time yeah. in between. So I think that will help. I also will think will help is now the next wave. The guys like Xander Shoffley, who some said should have been on the team. You know, he could have played his way on. He did not. Um, I, I think he's got to step forward, make the President's Cup team next year, and get a taste of that international competition to join his. Uh, class of 2011 high school classmates Justin Thomas Jordan Spieth uh, to start playing in those events. Uh, be interesting to see if Brent Snedeker can regain form coming off an injury and make teams again. Can Kevin Kisner, who was another guy kind of on the bubble in his mid 30s, can he he push for because he's a he's a, a fiery kind of guy there uh, to go through and and make this team. So uh, I think those are the kind of players that got to come forward. And then there's the younger ones, Patrick Cantlay who's an excellent player, um, you know, you need these players to step forward and re- replace some of the, the old guys. You know, I'm talking about the Phil Mickelsons of the world. You know, Kuchar and Zach Johnson didn't make it. You've got to find guys who can uh, come through and play for Team USA and have some fire in the belly, Jeff. I think that's, uh, you know, a guy like Brooks Kepka, who's a fabulous player, like we got to see some emotion out of there. you got to do something to, to fire up, and I – I think some of USA's best players didn't come through with their best game. Dustin Johnson, Brooks Kepka, um, like may- maybe they need to be uh, the leaders. It's hard to get your fist pumping when you make a 30-footer for your team and no one makes a sound in the crowd, too. You know, And Brooks Kepka, he's, he's a stoic guy. Uh, I, think, I, I think we have a good, solid core going forward, though, for these types of events. Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth. Brooks kept all these guys. Tony Finau. Tony Finau played great. So I think going forward, you add those names, and you've got a young bunch of uh, studs moving up. And I see nothing but good things for the Ryder Cup team going forward because I think, you know, Tiger and those guys, DeChambeau, these are, you know, to me they're kind of outliers right now for this team. And, you know, it's it, we're in the rebuild process maybe, and we're rebuilding, and we're, we're going to have a great young core going forward. I think the next 10, 15 years are very promising for the U.S. in the Ryder Cup. And – the last 25 years of United States golf have been headlined by Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson, mm-hmm. and the Ryder Cup era has been overall 
you would say, a failing grade during their time. And it could have been just that whether or not guys really meshed with those two. Ultimately, Tiger and Phil themselves during that era didn't mesh between them two. We know now currently maybe that's changing. Uh, but maybe as Tiger and Phil move on from Ryder Cup stuff, maybe the, that team aspect that we talked about that Europe's so good with, maybe that will be easier to come by. All right. Great stuff. Jeff Metis, Brian Koziel. I'm Kevin Sylvester. Make sure you rate us in the iTunes store. Give us a good rating, if you will, on our podcast. Make sure you subscribe. The TD Green Podcast right here on tdgreen.golf. Make sure you check out that website, tdgreen.golf. Thanks for listening. We'll be back uh, next week with another podcast, the TD Green Podcast. Thanks for listening.